0: When I was a teenager, I wanted to know everything. Everything? I made a chart on my bedroom wall. In the middle was the word, everything. Everything? And it moved out from there. Well, that was the plan. I didn't know anything. I didn't know where to begin. School was just a random mess of stuff, a Shakespeare play, Boyle's Law, Algebra, something about chlorophyll. Nothing connected, nothing made any sense to me. Then I discovered the Teach Yourself books, which still exist. They had a bright yellow cover, egg yolk yellow. I began with Teach Yourself Philosophy by C.E.M. Philosophy—that's a good way of getting to know everything, everything quickly, maybe, maybe. My father recognised the name C. E. M. Jode. He was a sort of know-all from the 1940s, an intellectual who, for a short time, had the status of Bertrand Russell or George Bernard Shaw. up his Wikipedia page. He was a monster. Monster. But C.E.M. Jode's book was a start. I skimmed through it, saw words like metaphysics, Metaphysics. empiricism, Empiricism. aesthetics Aesthetics, and logic. logic. But as I tried to read all this, it seemed like a lot of fuzzy words about nothing. I bought other books in the same series. I could get them for a pound in the second-hand bookshop in the market. The pages fell out, but that was okay. It gave me an excuse not to read them. I bought Teach Yourself Zen. Zen. What a great word, Zen. Zen. Teach Yourself Zen. Zen. The author was one Christmas Humphreys. What a first name, Christmas. Christmas Humphreys was a QC. He was also a Buddhist. I'll come back to Buddhist QC Christmas Humphreys in a minute. Buddhist Christmas. Mm -hmm. Buddhist. So, to Amersham, with my friend Simon, who runs a workshop out there, I hoped to see the gravestone of Arthur Macken, a Victorian flanner and writer of weird fiction, who was born in South Wales, but lived his last years in quaint, decorous Amersham, way out on the far western end of the Metropolitan Line. We walked through some woods, up on a hill, And from there, Simon pointed out the horrible mess left by the first excavations for HS2. I don't want to go on about this, but it was horrible. And so to the churchyard, where we soon found Arthur Macken's gravestone, bright in the morning sun, newly restored. And we ambled back along the path, but then Simon saw someone he recognised, a woman in her 70s who he had once known from one of his workshops and who he described as a pain in the arse. She was half-heartedly weeding around a grave. He hoped she wouldn't recognise him, but she did. Then they had an agonisingly polite conversation. He mentioned we'd been to see Arthur Mackin's gravestone, but she didn't know who Macken was. But she said, you know who else is in here, and I'm not supposed to tell you, but just over there, in an unmarked grave, lies Ruth Ellis. Ruth Ellis was the last woman to be hanged in the UK in 1955. Ellis didn't deny the murder of which she was convicted. She was clearly guilty. But like many who fall foul of the law, she suffered sexual and physical abuse in her childhood. Her father was the abuser. Her sister conceived a child with him. Yes, Ruth Ellis was guilty, the death penalty has since been abolished, but the UK's penal system is no less fucked up. The UK has one of the biggest prison populations per head in Western Europe, bigger than Spain, Portugal, France, Germany, Belgium, much bigger than the Netherlands, Norway or Iceland. Many women serving sentences are victims. But the UK's penal system is fucked up because those at the top, the barristers and the judges, well many of them anyway. Of public school fuck-ups, like our recent political leaders. And much of the blame must lie with this country's elite public school system. A school system that allows fuckwits with limited empathy and no knowledge or understanding of how most people live to swan into top jobs. growing prison populations, like obesity, are a sign of inequality and, let's say it, of right-wing governments. They create inequality, then come down hard on those whose lives are so difficult they can't cope. The thing that struck me when reading about Ruth Ellis' trial was that the prosecution was led by none other than the Buddhist QC Christmas Humphreys. QC Christmas Humphreys. Buddhist sending a woman to a death? How did he rationalize that? And then I discovered that Buddhist QC Christmas Humphreys was also prosecuting counsel in the trials of Timothy Evans in 1950 and Derek Bentley in 1953, the former whose story is told in the film Ken Rillington Place and the latter in the film Let Him Have It. Both were hanged and both were subsequently cleared and declared innocent. Both had extremely low IQs. So Buddhist QC Christmas Humphreys was pivotal in the deaths of two innocent and vulnerable men even before Ruth Ellis came to trial. And then I read that when the Derek Bentley trial went to appeal, one of the judges who took part was none other than Buddhist QC Christmas Humphreys' dad. His fucking dad! No conflict of interest there. (laughs) Roughly 7% of the UK population goes to public school. Yet even today, 65% of judges are public school educated. It's a fucking disgrace. And if there is any doubt in your mind about the weirdness of our judicial system, of its blatant unfairness, or the underlying social inequalities that pervade it, I ask you to search the name of the judge who passed sentence on Derek Bentley, Rainer Goddard. When you search, also use the words ejaculate and trousers. Even if during that trial Christmas wasn't coming, the judge was.